What up, what up, what up, everybody? Welcome back to Today's the Day with Zach Anderson. Let's get into it. Let me see if I can still oh, do this. this. Good. I haven't thought about this yet. Tristan, it's Amelie Kaika Makai Kaneokalane person. Holy crap. True? That was wild. I got you. That, I'm shook that you still remember. Okay, well, we were, so we were junior high. We were, we were elementary. We, yeah, we go back, back, like best friends. And I felt like I had to know how to pronounce your middle name to be your, yeah. your good friend. And I don't, that's, I'm that's stuck with me. I remember that. I got, was that a pronounced correct? Yeah. There you go. I like it. We're going to have some fun stories real quick though. Just to intro, intro Tristan. I'm super excited. Thank you for being here to, to start it off. Yeah, thank you. And it's going to be a lot of fun. But those of you guys that don't know Tristan, the ring king, kind of where it all started for him and, and the story we're going to go and roll over together today. He started making spoon rings as a teenager from a spoon that you stole from your mom's house. I remember being there when you started making these things and like, yeah. We were trying to bend it and we had like the ring measure and nothing was really working correctly. It was so janky. It was like sharp. Yep. I remember I used to wear one that we, yeah, originally, originally made and it would cut you and you put it on. I think I still have one of those from forever ago, but you dominate. I mean, dude, you, you took that thing and you ran with it and you, you killed it on the marketing side, I think is where the magic is. You ran that up to a multi-million dollar company. You ended up getting onto Shark Tank with, with your business and signing a deal with Kevin O'Leary directly after that Forbes went and published an article about you you've been mentioned Utah Valley Business IQ as 2022 fastest growing companies you're I mean you're just a marketing and creative genius and what you've done is just really cool like it's super unique which is why I'm excited to go dive into it so before like before getting into any questions that I have or anything what's the story on the rings originally because we're going to talk about that but I want to I want to talk about a whole bunch of other stuff but to start out what like what's the origin story from yeah, you it's fun because like you were literally there yeah. for it yeah. and it was like yeah so i was with the spoon ring thought it was cool wanted to make one my dad's like oh you know we could do with the tools in our garage take a spoon from my mom's drawer and go into the garage and like so janky like a hammer and <laughs> bolt cutters and like so janky but i was just like obsessed with it and you like literally all through junior high i'd wear them and like people would steal them yep and like i remember people being like oh you should you should sell these you should start a business and i'm like that's so like like, this is just my thing. And that's, like, big and intimidating. And, like, I just like to make these because they're cool. Yeah. And, yeah, kind of was, like, my staple all through junior high, high school, whatever. Fast forward to, like, six months after high school. I was wanting to travel the world. I was so broke. Instagram was kind of taking off. Decided I'd sell them. Like, someone on Instagram commented, like, where do you get your ring? So I was like, okay, like, I'll sell them for the people who want them. Sold them. The first night they sold out, I was like, what the heck? And then kind of never looked back. That's like long story short. Yeah, the the origin story. I remember yeah. it too because they they when you say janky, they were like janky, janky, janky like cut you janky, like yeah. you couldn't but wear they were it. The or best. It would, like I miss them. They're cool. They were cool, <laughs> yeah. dude. They were. I I I genuinely I should have had. I'm wearing one that you gave me in a press box, but I have an old like original, and it cuts you if you wear it, yeah. and like it slips the wrong way, it'll cut you. Yeah, you gotta get that on like eBay or like. <laughs> I, <know. laughs> I need something. to go res- resell that. Yeah. That'd be sick. Now I'm gonna keep that thing forever. I'll keep that thing forever. But no, really, really cool story, man. Re- rewinding a little bit more because I think the more important thing than kind of like your rings and all your other ventures that we're gonna talk about is just like you. Like, yeah, you're you're what got it to where it is, and you're you're living life in a really, really cool way, which I think is inspiring for a lot of people, including myself. Yeah. So like go back farther. What was like what's growing up with Tristan like? Like what was your situation? Growing up, I feel like I was always a very like creative 
kid. I didn't realize that in the moment, but in hindsight, I can see like every school project, every term project, like science fairs, stupid stuff like that. I always remember like wanting to go above and beyond and I'd always save it till the night before. And it's funny looking back in hindsight because it makes sense. I'm like, oh, I still do that. I still do things last minute. I still feel like I need to do them above and beyond. It's just in a different scale. Yeah. Like I was talking to my friend the other day and I'm like, running a business feels exactly like a, like a school project. And no, like I, it feels the same. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I was thinking about some defining moments too. And it's actually funny. So like two hours ago, literally I subleased part of a warehouse for my friend. And this was literally like right before I came here. And he's like, Hey, can I talk to you for a second? And I was like, Oh, great. What's, what's going on? And he's like, this is a sad day, but like, I, we need to kick you out. Cause like, no, we need the space that you're in, which I totally get, but I've been there for like four years. So I was like, and that's where you're like planted, like stomach dropped. And oh. I was like, Oh gosh. So I just drove to my house and I just like went to my garage and my room and like kind of went down memory lane for a second. And I'm just like, I never would have thought like this all would have gone to where it's gone. Yeah. And I drove past our friend's house who, when I was in fifth grade, my dad had a heart attack and I like went and spent the night at their house. It was like one of the worst nights ever, but it was such like a deep emotional moment for me that I think really affected the way I see life like ever since that. Yeah. Yeah. It's just interesting. We all have like different moments and I think like health issues has been such a, like specifically my parents' health issues. It was just like a card that I was dealt. Yeah. It like really made me see life through a different lens and yeah. it's like life short. And yeah, I don't know. So as you know, the, the title of podcast today is the day is literally just a way of looking at things through a lens of like, this is all you've got. Like today yeah. is all you've got kind of thing. Totally. Which I think is like the, if you can get that perspective at some point, somehow it's the biggest blessing in the world because you just go live life bigger. Like yeah. you, you really, really do. And I mean, that's, yeah, that's a crazy story and that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. How has that, since experiencing that and having it be like, okay, like life is short, you just said it. Yeah. How has that affected how you go and live every step of the way? Because you do everything big. Like, and if <laughs> people go back, people are going to go, they'll go, they either already know or they'll go look at your social media and just see you've done everything big since then. Yeah. Which is what's so cool about you. How has that affected everything you do since? Yeah. I remember being like, so fast forward my junior year of high school or my senior year of high school, my best friend Indy was going to Europe and she's like, you should come. Spent my last like $400 on a plane ticket, hustled and hustled to like be able to afford the trip by the time it came. Yeah. And I just remember that first night we were in Milan and like the magic of being in a foreign country and you're just like, whoa, this whole world exists every day. And I have no clue. Like it's the most eye opening experience that I, I've never experienced other ways than by traveling. Yeah. And I just remember being like, I want to spend the rest of my life like chasing, like chasing this type of feeling. Yeah. And I think too, with parents having health issues, my dad had all his like heart issues. My mom had cancer and you're just like, you, you can wake up tomorrow and, and nothing's promised. Like that could be it. And it's so like, it scares me so bad. But if you can turn that fear into like a motivation to try to live your days fulfilled and like, if life ended today, like I'd be okay. Yeah. And it's so much easier said than done. And you have so many days, it starts to get monotonous. Like we're not going to be skydiving every day or <laughs> doing like something like that. Yeah. yeah. But I really think that's where the joy in life comes from. It's not from these like huge moments, even though those are really fun too. It's from like your morning commute. Like who do you get lunch with? Do you like 
enjoy getting your coffee or going for a walk. Like those are really, if you can find happiness in that, like to me, that's when you've made it. That's so true. Just kind of finding, yeah. Finding something special about the everyday things that you do. That's so rad. So on defining moments, right. Going like a big defining moment, fifth grade, dad had a heart attack, very emotional, obviously, like kind of leaves an imprint for the rest of your life. In high school, someone believed in you to go sell it. And you're like, I don't know about that. You sell, you sell out and you're like, holy shit. Yeah. I'm assuming going and traveling out to Europe, like you just said, massive eye-opening, huge incident, right? Where it's yeah, like, yeah. wow, this is crazy. What are some other defining moments since then? Because that's high school and then since then, been graduated for five years now. Yeah. Like since then, what are some defining moments? I know I probably touched on a few of them, but just going through through the no, list. No, yeah, there's so, so many. Like a big one that comes to mind is obviously Shark Tank. Um, yeah. That was like- Tell this- me about that. So the scariest thing I've ever done. Like <laughs> I can only imagine. Terrifying. Uh, I just yeah. I just remember like walking into that room and they're all sitting there and you're like, holy crap. <laughs> like, and my whole journey to even like get on the show was so crazy. Like I was supposed to film, I got COVID, I had to like get pushed another seat. Like it was nuts. And you're preparing like it's a full time job to get there. And yeah. so once you're there, you're like don't oh, blow crap. it. I'm here. There's like 60 people who work on set. There's a million cameras and lights in your face. And my biggest thing was like, how am, how are these producers going to make me look to everyone at home? Because that's then going to be my, my reputation or like, Oh, you're the guy that got roasted by <laughs> Mark Cuban on shark tank. And you're like, Oh yeah, this is my legacy. <laughs> and it's not shark tank. I think for a long time I viewed as like the pinnacle of entrepreneurship. I think a lot of us who love business, love that show. Like, it's just, it's fun to watch. And yeah, I chased that forever. And then it's a kind of a weird feeling once you get it. Like I haven't watched a show since I was on it, which yeah. is so weird to me. I, I knew like every episode back to front and it was like such a full circle moment for me. Like I used to literally sort spoons and that show would just be like on like marathons of every episode. Cause yeah. it was just, there's nothing else I'd rather be doing. Yeah. That's unreal. But it was like, it was vulnerable. It was cool. It was scary. The whole journey and every, I could do a whole podcast just on like what getting on that show and then what that whole day was like, like it's so that so day gnarly. you get there, like go ahead and sorry. Yeah, no, I get there. At, I'm trying to think. So I auditioned January of 2020, right before the world shut down. And then I didn't <laughs> film till like summer of 21 and, and it um, didn't release until January of this year. Yeah. So it was like two years. Yeah. I remember that day got up at like 5 a.m. I, I didn't, I don't even think I slept that night. It was just like, you're preparing every week for like your set, your pitch, you're memorizing all your numbers, like practicing telling the different stories of like how you started because I can't tell a 20 minute story of how I got started when I'm in there. That, yeah. Like, they can't cut that down on TV. And also the sharks are going to get impatient. Then you go to a trailer and you're like waiting in there. And it's so like, hurry up and wait and then wait and hurry up. Like, yeah. Okay. Yeah. You're here. And then I remember my producer came and she's like, okay, are you ready to go? And I'm like, wait, like, like film. I thought you were like two more hours. She's like, no, like you'll probably be in like the next 30 minutes. And I was like, shoot. Okay. Like it's <laughs> and so your heart drops. Then and your heart drops. And you're like, oh shit. <laughs> yeah. No, it's so scary. And you're just also thinking like, this is so vulnerable. Like everyone's going to know everything on my numbers, everything. Yeah. And it's not that it's a bad thing, but most people are like, more private about that yeah but i found that if you can tell people and share things they're honestly more invested Mm -hmm. because they feel like they're a part of it and i've tried to really lean into like sharing behind the scenes and 
I just really thrive on like creating a community that feels like they're building the company with me because they are. Yeah, a hundred percent. But yeah, no, that's super cool, dude. That that was crazy for me. So knowing you super well through junior high, yeah, really well through high school, and then since then both going our own ways, it was like holy shit, like that's cool. Watching the episode, I was like, whoa, I was like, this yeah. is dope. And I I'm, I might have sent you a text, but I can only imagine the sense of relief once you're like, holy crap, I'm done. Yeah, like whew, like it worked out. I did it. Like thank goodness. How was that? Yeah. So. To me, there's like two parts to that. There's one you finish filming and then there's once you air. Because what a lot of people don't know about Shark Tank, and this is like sharks have said this in podcasts before. There's like a hundred and I don't know, Mark Cuban said on like a Good Morning America thing. I want to say there's like 120 that film. And of those 120, maybe only like 80 air. Yeah. And so just because you filmed doesn't mean you'll air. So like you do all this work of like getting getting there to film and like hopefully crush it. And then I remember the second I like, I told Kevin he had a deal. He walked up to me. I felt like I was like in a video game. He's so short, like sharp <laughs> nose. I was like, whoa, hi, like give him a hug. And then I turned around to walk out and my soul just left my body. Like I was like fully in shock. And the producers are like, are you, are you okay? And I'm like, I don't, I don't know. Like I put so much weight into this and then I just did it. And now I'm like, wait, it's over. That's it. And I don't know if it's like a year and a half of like anticipation being over in like an hour, but I was like, whoa, like, is that everything I hoped and dreamed it would be? Like you always think, oh, if I was on that show, I'd do this. I'd do this. That would be it. And then you do it and you're like, wait, that, oh, that was it. Like, did I, did I, did I sound good? Did I sound stupid? Did I, like I brought this one press. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Box the flower one that I did right next to me, and I for fully forgot it was there. So like yeah. when I turn around to walk out, I'm like, shit, I didn't even open this. <laughs> like, yeah. You idiot. Yeah. <laughs> and then they don't tell you you're airing till like a few weeks before. And the season runs from October till May. So like season starts airing and you're just like watching episodes I come hope out. I'm going to come. Cause I don't know. Like I spent all this time for this and there's a possibility that no one will ever even know I did this. Yeah. Like I signed my life away in NDAs Yeah, and 
Yeah. And then once I finally got the email that I was airing, I was like so relieved, but also nervous because I'm like, I don't know. I don't know what the edit's going to look like. How are people going to react? Yeah. What are they going to think? And I honestly think they can make you look either way. I think obviously the show is very real, but I remember when I was walking in there and I'm just thinking like, I'm the joke. Like American Idol needs bad singers and good singers. And I'm the bad singer. I bend freaking spoons. And I'm about to tell Mark Cuban, who basically invented the internet, like, oh, I bend spoons. I'm going to get annihilated. And luckily I didn't. But no, and it turned out amazing. For anyone yeah. who hasn't seen it, it turned out amazing. You killed it. Like you Thank crushed you. it. That's super impressive. I can't imagine. Anytime I watch something, especially with people that I know personally on a personal yeah. level, or I see something they went and did, I like instantly switch places. And I'm like, Oh, oh my god i don't think i could have done that yeah. i'm like he killed that i could not have done that so my hat yeah. was off to you it was that was i loved Thanks. it it was amazing it was yeah, really it was really a cool fun fun experience the watch party was like so fun just being surrounded by people i love i feel like everyone rallied around me and i was like literally just crying that whole day so grateful like it was a really cool full circle moment so freaking cool so freaking cool i think another full circle moment um while we're just talking about like certain moments that were big for you obviously i went and as i was prepping for this i went and read stuff and what's really cool too is like i obviously know you and with social media you always know where someone like it's totally. like oh, i see you once a week it's like yeah, no yeah. i haven't seen you in x amount yeah, of years like, i feel like i know what you're up to even though we haven't seen each other in forever exactly so i know like all this stuff you've been doing and i'm like oh i appreciate it and i like it and then i went back and i was like rereading and like going and like formulating a bio and really trying to understand like, okay, where could this go that would be beneficial to people? And I was like, holy shit. Like, again, it was just like, I can't say proud because it's not, I'm not like a figure to be <laughs> proud, but like a proud, like, dang, that's so sick. Yeah. A proud, like, I'm like glad to know, no Tristan, yeah. this stuff's cool. And there was a lot of things. One thing that stood out to me that I had me like reading it, like partially emotional just because it like hit mm -hmm. home big time. When when you went on Shark Tank, then Forbes went and released the article on you, specific parts of that. Like, you went and talked about when you were able to go and pay off your your parents' mortgage, which was really sick. Because again, growing up, like we hung out at your house quite a bit. Yeah, I was always at your house. We were your parents were giving us coins to go and buy treats from the gas yeah, station, yeah. and like that was really cool. Because I never really read that in depth or understood that. How was that experience? That was like the most humbling, grateful experience I've ever had. Like. Yeah, you just, I'm super grateful for my parents. They've been through a lot. They've like always been supportive to me. And yeah, you just, you know, want to, um, sorry. Not good. Um, yeah, money's just an interesting thing. Like growing up, it's obviously not the answer to everything, but it does like cause stress on people. And yeah, with like health struggles and stuff, it's hard to um, see that, I guess. And so I was just really like, I just remember like leaving the bank that day and I'd gone to like probably five different Wells Fargo's just like trying to get a banker who'd give me information and none of them would. And I'm like, why? Like, why won't you let me do this? Like, I'm giving you money. <laughs> and they're like, who the hell is this kid? And yeah. why is he trying and I'm to like, pay off I a need mortgage? To do this. They're like, do you have this number? And I'm like, no. So I went and dug through my parents' mail and like still couldn't find the number. And Finally, I walked in with Savannah Vincent's dad, Steve, because he's a realtor. Yeah. And he's like this big like guy. And he's just like, I don't understand why you guys won't help him out. Like, And the guy was like, okay, fine, whatever. <laughs> and they wouldn't even tell me how much was left on it. So I like, I was like, I don't, I, I don't know I how much idea, to pay. But I don't know like what to pay. And the guy was kind of like, oh, I think this amount would be good. And like winked at me. And I was like, okay. And That's awesome. Yeah, I remember like driving away from there and I was just like, whoa, I 
like it was a week before I filmed, I think. And I was like, I never ever would have thought like that spoon that I stole. Um, sorry, Frank, I was not, Oh, you got me. You're good. My um, bad. My bad. I never thought the spoon that I stole from my mom's house, like would one day be able to pay off that house that the spoon came from. Like that was crazy to me. And I was just like, Whoa, like I, I don't even believe like what is life is crazy. Yeah. Dude, that's, but yeah, that's, yeah, Sorry. no, you're good. That's, I love it, man. Yeah. Like that's, that's the good stuff. And like, that's the part where a lot of people go and they have like, a lot of people have goals or aspirations or whatever it may be at the end of the day. Like that's the good stuff like that. Yeah. That feeling is probably tenfold what you got out of shark tank, even though that was like your pinnacle sure. of business yeah. success. Right. Which I freaking love. And I bet it was so cool knowing your parents, how I know them a little bit that I do know them is like, yeah. they, they were probably so pivotal for you. Like your dad was like diehard Tristan fan. Yeah. He's always so nice. Yeah. Like since we were in literally junior, he, he was the only friend's parent that would go and ask how things went. If you remember in junior high, when we yeah. were in improv class together, <laughs> oh my gosh. do you remember this in yes. seventh grade? Oh my God. And we I had a two person, I don't know what you called a monologue or monologues yeah. one person, but it was me and you like improv the scene. Final or whatever. Yeah, yeah. The final was you had to get up in front of I don't remember if it was the school or the class or whatever yeah. on the stage with the lights and you had to go and improv this scene. And we didn't really like, we were no. just hanging out when we were practicing and we're like, well, yeah. we'll be fine. Like it'll be chill. Everyone else was like half asking. And then we got into it. This is off topic. Sorry, but I'm just remembering it. I'm like, bro, we got into it. You threw, threw some, like a plate, at your a neck. plate of something and it hit me. Why and like do I the, remember that? I remember it so well. Cause it was, it was crazy. Dude, you got into it. <laughs> you threw it at my ass, hit me. I like, yeah. I was like, Whoa, that actually happened. And I just kept, it was like a fighting scene. It was crazy anyways. But <laughs> the reason I say that, like after that, I remember your dad was like, dude, that's like, you got, it sounded like you guys nailed that. Like, that's so sick. He's like, I knew you guys were going to nail it. I'm like, what? I'm like, I didn't even know you knew we were like, do I didn't even know that. And then your mom is just like, is like salt of the earth, the yeah. angel, angel, like sweetest lady. She fed me so, I love, if, if she's, <laughs> I hope she's listening. I'm, Shout out Kim. Yep, I love you. I love her. She fed me a lot. Probably doesn't even remember me, but again, you had huge supporters in your life. And, and since then you even mentioned your guys's watch party and everything. You just, everyone kind of came around you and like, yeah. like what part do you feel like it plays to go and have the right people in your life? Whether that's parents, mentors, Cause that was a big, big, big thing for me, a big factor in my life early yeah, on. Totally. I think it's so important to surround yourself with people who you aspire to be like and whose lifestyle you look up to. I feel grateful that I've had a lot of really supportive, generous, kind friends who are just there to like cheer each other on Yeah, and celebrate each other's wins and our resources to each other. Yeah. Just having supportive people around you is so crucial and it feels so humbling, but it also is a reminder to me to like pass the baton. Like when other people are starting something, like be that person to support, like buy something, shout them out. Or if someone's having a hard day, like try to be there for them. I think in hindsight, there's so many things I wish I could have done better, but I also strive to be that person for other people that I've been grateful for those types of people in my life. hundred percent. No, that makes, that makes perfect sense. And I think, I think to go a little bit deeper with that, probably part of the reason you have such supportive people in your life is because you've always been that person to other people, if that makes sense. Like you, you really a hundred percent, you attract what you are, not what you want. Yeah. And I think, again, I, I do think you've been blessed, but not like, Oh, you just got lucky with the right people. I think, I think you've always been that guy to go and support people and you get it in return, which is super cool. Yeah. Like, I think that's, that's kind of the key to it all. Right. Yeah, I like that. So, so on that, man, again, just like 
other defining moments, defining moments and times, defining moments I look at as two things. One that we've been talking about is like these accolades or these things that it's like, boom, you hit like a peak, yeah. right? Another defining moment, especially in my adult life is like the lows of the lows when it's like, holy shit, am I going to get through this? Do I like, was the, am I doing the right thing? Is this the right move? Yeah. And I can only imagine with exactly what you do. I've seen you go and post about it after the fact, Black Fridays or other yeah. things in that realm where it's just overwhelming. Where have you seen defining moments on that side of it where it's like, dang, this was like, this almost broke me. Yeah, it's so interesting. I even feel like lately I've kind of been in such a roller coaster of like, some days I'm so like down in the dumps, just like, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know how I got here. I don't know. I don't know what my next, like what I'm doing today. And then the next day I'm like, oh, I want to do this and this and this. And I'm so excited about this and this and this. And then the next day I'm just like, no energy. It's the weirdest roller coaster. And yeah. I think a lot of other entrepreneurs can relate to that. Yeah. Um, which I don't know if it's like the healthiest thing to feel like such crazy extreme so often. <laughs> I think it's but, something, you, it's a, it's a lifelong progression. Like you learn to like handle the lows better so it mitigates how quickly you bounce up and then yeah. like it just like starts like this and then slowly yeah right i would assume and it's also like if you're like you think of trolls on the internet these haters who are saying these things like they don't know you so you can't take that to heart but then by that logic the people that are like praising you you also can't take that to heart because they don't know you either exactly so it's like what's this balance of <laughs> Only listen Riding to like, that wave, you know? Just plug your ears and close your eyes. Yeah. yeah. I think you just have to be intuitive about what feels good and right and makes you personally happy. Yeah. In those moments when it's like, holy crap, overwhelming, yeah. haters, everything. Like, you're, I mean, your space is very heavily social media involved, which totally. means you have more haters to you than 90% of other businesses you could be a part of. Yeah. Right? Because no one wants to see someone else successful just because they're too lazy to go and do it themselves. Yeah. Right? Which is, it's the craziest thing, but it happens every day. What are things you do to deal with like that stress or that pressure? Like when you're like about to do a drop and nothing's going right. Yeah. Have you ever experienced that where it's like nothing is going how it's supposed to be going? Totally. And what do you do? I, I try to A, go easy on myself. I found when I'm really hard on myself, it's not helpful. Like you're just beating yourself up. Give yourself grace. Things will be okay. Life will go on. It's not the end of the world. I also try to write them down because if I can take myself out of it and I'm like, this needs solved, this needs solved. I need to do this. I need to do this. I know how to fix problems. So if my life's not just a spiral and it's just problems and I can look at it as a list of things that need solved, I can yeah. go down one by one and solve oh, yeah. them. I know I can, I think. Um, <laughs> it's worked so far, so, so just it's keep doing just it. a matter of compartmentalizing. Keep going and reach out to people who you think can be helpful. I've also found whenever I feel the most imposter syndrome, my friend Susan taught me this, just texting someone who you love and look up to and be like, hey, I'm grateful for a friendship, love everything that you do, you inspire me. Yeah. And that always like makes you feel... It's always made me feel better. Or like whenever you leave an event where you're like, did I say something stupid? Did I do blah, 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 blah. Just text someone you saw and be like, hey, it was good to see you. And then you're like, oh, yeah, no one really cares. It grounds you. It yeah. grounds you. I do that all the time. Like, that's like probably one of my favorite things in the world to do. If I see someone doing something or if I'm if I'm having a tough day, mm -hmm. the quickest way to get out of a tough day is go make someone else's day better. Like yeah. I like scramble to try and find some, like, can I pay for your gas? Like, yeah. I'm like begging someone at the gas pump, like, let me pay for your gas. They're like, dude, you're freaking weird. Get away. I'm like, please. I'm like, I need it. Yeah. So 
something and it, for me. Yeah, or or you shoot someone you haven't like I've shot I've shot you some texts that have made my day, which yeah. is like it's my favorite thing in the world. You text somebody that you haven't seen in years and you just let them know. Yeah, yeah literally that. No, I always that always makes my day. That's sure. that's such good advice. I also think about problems and going back to like internet culture is so like we hate rich people, like burn the billionaires, blah blah blah. Yeah. Blah. And I think because there's a lot of people who have a lot of financial stress. Like we've all probably been there. Yeah. And it's easy to think someone who has money, it solves all their problems. Yeah. Until you reach a level level where your financial me- needs are met. I think I'm having a stroke. Where your <laughs> financial needs are met and you realize you still have problems in life. They're just not necessarily financial problems. But I also think of problems relative because people love to compare like, oh, you don't know what it's like to be blah, 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 working mom and this, this, that, and blah, blah, blah. And you're right. I totally don't. Yeah. But that doesn't mean that your problems, whatever you're feeling, aren't valid and your emotions. Yeah. So I think people need to be more careful of like invalidating someone else's life experience because they have something that they don't. Because yeah. Even I think relative, we grew up, I grew up fairly humble. Like a car was always breaking down, blah, 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 blah. And then I go to India and I see like people living in literally sticks yeah. and a tarp yeah. of their house. And I'm like, you ungrateful shit. Like yeah. you always open the fridge and had something to eat. And you like, we have opportunity here, which is so valuable. So yeah. to say you grew up like humbly to me, I'm like, that's so not true. Like I had the whole world, Yeah, but it's relative. You it's, know? Yeah. It's so true. We literally have like, and when I say we, I'm anyone who can literally listen to yes. this, anyone who can open your, cause you're, you're on a thousand dollar cell phone. I know it. Yeah. You're on a thousand dollar iPhone. You're opening this on Spotify or Apple or, or YouTube. Yeah. You have literally the golden ticket and everyone does. And yeah. it's completely relative what situation or circumstance you're in. But I think like the real, like you just said it, like the real secret to understanding, accepting, and then being able to dominate, because that's the process that you go through to be able to go and get into a place like yourself where you're dominating in your space is perspective. Mm -hmm. Like understanding how you look at the world is how the world ends up being. Totally. So like, and that's also why there's suicide in the most wealthy areas. Like money doesn't fix the problems. Like having a nice house doesn't fix the problems. Like... Yeah, the the real like real true problems are, they are rooted in perspective and looking mm-hmm. at life through a certain lens. And I think a lot of people go and look at life through this lens, like they have it so tough. Yeah, and that's not to discredit anybody or what they're going through, but it's like take a step back and look at exactly like you said. And for me, South Africa was that for me. I got to South Africa and we, yeah. we were working in a township, and it was like there was thirty thousand people in this township. Uh-huh. It's a forty minute drive from Cape Town, which is like very wealthy, yeah, really really nice area. In this township, there's thirty thousand people just stacked on top of each other, and I'm like, that's like a bedroom. And I'm looking at this, and it's like a corner of a shack with a wood pallet on the ground, a blanket, and like a ripped up blanket. I'm like, that's their bedroom. Yeah, this kid's nineteen. That's his bedroom, and his sister sleeps in there. Yeah, and his brother sleeps next door, and it's like a little. It's insane. And when you start to look at stuff through that perspective of like gratitude, all those other negative emotions of like everything else, fear, everything, it just can't be there, can't coexist with gratitude. And we just had a guest on Casey Ball where he was, he, he explained that so clearly, like perspective is truly like the, yeah. the antidote, I guess. And I also think, cause you, you mentioned like haters, like people go on and discredit your success or they'll, be, they'll hate on, it is so common in today's culture to go and hate on someone for having money. Yeah. It's like a bad thing to go and be successful. Like you want to be like struggling because it's like yeah, frowned it's upon. Such an interesting pipeline too. Cause people love to like, 
put rings on the ladder to help you up. And then once you get too high, sometimes people are like, nope, like pull the ladder out. We don't like, dude, that's so true. That That's so true. I wonder why do you think that is? I don't know. I think it's because I think of someone like Tinks who like you saw on TikTok blow up super fast. She was like this relatable, like big sister was mm-hmm. her whole like thing she pushed out there. And then all of a sudden you see them going to like red carpet events and flying first class. And you're like, oh, you're no longer this relatable person you're presenting to us. Yeah. So like screw you for being fake. <laughs> and it's like, and, and then I think the person in that situation is like, I don't know what to do because my audience is used to seeing this, but that's no longer my life anymore. Like I'm not a server who's like struggling to pay rent. I'm actually like got paid my whole salary in a one brand deal. Yeah. And, but then I think it's the non-transparency that people don't like. Yeah. I think transparent, like authenticity is super, super key for it. But the cool thing is, is it's like what bums me out is when I see people getting like almost to where they don't want to go hit a certain level of success because of the amount of hate that follows it. Mm-hmm. But really like once you hit a certain level of success monetarily, like yeah. in a money sense, you have so much more impact and influence. And like, that's what totally. it's all about at the end of the day. Like if you can go and impact and influence people in a good way, like, and, and help somebody else's day or life be better. Yeah. That's what it's all about. So I, I think everyone should be, cause there's like a, you mentioned there's like a hate culture towards like the motivational stuff. Yeah. It's like, that's like, you shouldn't want to be a part of that. And it's like, no, I completely disagree, but yeah. you don't want to be too far one way. I think there's just balance in it, which is, yeah, totally. I, I agree hundred percent. I could talk about it forever. I also think about finding what works for you personally. Yeah. Like the whole like hustle mindset, wake up at 5am, like cut out all your friends, invest every cent. I'm like, that doesn't work for me. Like, that's not how I'm going to live my yep. happiest life. Yeah. But if that's how someone else is, go for gold. Like, I, I literally do not care. Why should I care? That's not going to affect me if you're investing every penny. Yeah. Like, I think of this certain person who I went to high school with who I mean, you can probably know who I'm talking about. Would not, like, go skiing because he's like, oh, I if I, inv- I remember me and Tanner and Brian, we're going to go skiing with this person. And it's no shade to him because it, it works for him. But he's like, you have to think about what this money would be worth in 10 years. And I'm like... No, I have to think, do I want to go skiing with my friends today? Yeah. <laughs> but like, if that dialect for you makes you happy, then good for you. I, yeah. Like, I'm happy for you. But for me, it doesn't. So like, understand we can all be in our own lanes and everyone okay. can be. And, and what's super key too, that I think a lot of people skip. Like, I think when I'm thinking about how could this, like this platform be used to go and help people? Yeah. Because the whole, the whole point of this, just to give you like a background on it, yeah. I've had really, really, really key conversations with people in my life when I was 17, 18, 19 years old that really helped me go and feel like I'm living a, like, I love my life. I love it. I yeah. feel like I'm living a super fulfilled life. I'm on track with what I feel like I'm here to do. Um, and those conversations were so key. And one that was very, very early on that really helped me is Casey Boggs was my guest last week. He's, yeah. he's amazing. And he was just like, you need to identify what you want out of life. Yes. And that's exactly what you're saying. Like that's when you can, cause a lot of people, yes, everyone has their own lane. I would be willing to bet over half of my friends have no idea what their lane is. Mm-hmm. They don't know. Yeah. So they're trying to steal everyone else's and like they see them happy. So they're trying to do exactly what they do. They're not finding fulfillment there. And then they're, they have this identity crisis and then people are just harsh and rude because they're also in a weird spot. Like knowing what your lane is, I think is super key because for that particular person, like that's what gets them jazzed. Like yeah. thinking about what that money's gonna be worth in 10 years, gets them jazzed. And for totally. you skiing is like that. No, I want to go and enjoy myself right now. Yeah. Neither is the right answer. Yeah. Right. But it can be for you as long as you go and identify that. And if, anyone that's thinking 10 years out with money, you know, they've gone 
and planned this out and they know exactly what they want. Totally. And then obviously yourself getting to where you're at and dominating how you are, you're very calculated with what you do. You're not just throwing shit against the wall and hoping it sticks. I guarantee it. Mm-hmm. Right. So I think that's what I would say. When did you notice in life that you kind of identified like, this is what I want. This is what I'm going to go do. Mm, that's such a good question. I think with the rings, it started like the first collection sold out. I'm like, oh, I'll do it again next week. Sold out again. Sold out again. I'm like, I can't keep doing this, but I think I could do this once a month. I want to travel the wor- world. I can use this to fund my travel. Come home, do a ring drop, go on another trip. Come home, do a ring drop. And I found myself with this beautiful marriage of traveling the world with my friends and doing cool experiences, which I know is like beyond privilege. Like I, n- not many people could do that. And I was so grateful for that life. But then on the hindsight, when I was coming home, I was literally working 12 hour days to bend spoons and handle customer service. And I wasn't doing things very efficiently, but yeah. there's nothing else I would rather be doing. It was so fun to me. Yeah. And when I fell in love with that, it was like, where can I see this going? And I remember having friends who were also doing business, like my friends, Colby and Kenzie, who do thread wallets. When I met them, I thought it was the coolest thing. And now I realize everyone has jobs and you meet people who own companies all the time. And most people are like, oh, you do this. That's cool. But my personality was, oh, tell me everything about thread wallets. That's so cool that you own your own business. Like I personally was fascinated by it. Yeah. And those were the moments when I realized that's who I wanted to be. I saw this quote the other day that said, and all along who you are has always just been who you want to be. Cause you think in hindsight, like what are your interests? What do you like? Yeah. And then one day you wake up and you're like, Oh yeah, I've always wanted to be doing this or these things have always interested me. And now I'm here. It's like the weirdest thing. Yeah. Like life just kind of falls in place for you. Yeah. But I think also have grace if you're still figuring it out, like people, who you think know what they're doing, have no idea what they're doing. And I think most people will tell you that. They're just enthusiastically confused. Yeah. (laughs) And even like I listened to this podcast with the CEO of Dell computers and they said, what are you stressed about? This was like, he was reflecting on this and he said payroll. And it's like, he was breaking the world with this new computer and he was stressed about payroll. Like people really don't have any idea what they're doing and that's okay. Yeah. And I even feel like I'm living that a little bit right now where I'm just like, I don't know. I don't know what exactly I want to do. What direction do I want to take this? Where do I want to be in two years? I don't know. Yeah. And I think that's also okay. It's more than okay. That's like the best, like that's like, that's a blank canvas. Yeah. And I find so much fulfillment in these like big moments, like Shark Tank, Forbes, this, blah, 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 this huge press box release. And to keep chasing a new peak is like exhausting sometimes. Very. And so I'm like, where's the balance of I feel very fulfilled by chasing these things. And like, it does make me excited and lights me up. But on the other end, it does stress me out and like exhaust me. Yeah. So where's the balance of, I do enjoy this, even though sometimes it's exhausting. It's trying, it's trying to learn how to be, how to progress, but be content. Yeah. Which are polar opposites, but they coexist and they have to, which that's, yeah, yeah, that's it. I think people do find fulfillment in like, growing a business it's not like yeah because some people are like oh they just want more money more money more money and i'm like no i think a lot of people it becomes a game once your financial needs are met you're just like oh, how what big else can i can do, I do? Like, yeah and i don't i know friends who have businesses who it's not in like a greedy way at all it's just like wanting to fill a potential yeah and it's not always viewed like that and i wish people could see inside their mind because it's like no they just want to like grow their passion yeah You'll find the people that, that hate on that or the people who 
who speak down about someone else who's really pursuing whatever they want to pursue, whatever that may be at yeah. all, is literally someone who's just scared to do what they want to do. Absolutely. Every single time. Every single time it's someone who's scared, doesn't think they could do it, so they just want to drag everyone else down with them. Yeah. Right, which is such a strange, and again, we'll, we'll talk about that a ton, obviously, and we have been. Yeah. Um, it's so strange, but I think it's super key to remember, like, progression progression in general in any manner is like a very very good start to a source of fulfillment if you don't know exactly what you want just start going in the right direction yeah like remotely yeah and then you'll hone in on exactly what you want to do and then you'll you'll be able to go in and check off big benchmarks exactly how you have which yeah. is exactly what i would say have you listened to the steve jobs thing about the dots uh-uh. it was like a stanford speech i think about it all the time and he was saying he didn't know what he was doing but like he dropped out of every class except for one calligraphy class down the years later when he started Apple, he knew what typefaces he wanted because of this calligraphy class. And he was saying you can only That's connect crazy. the dots like looking back. Like a yeah. huge part of Mac's success was this class. But in the moment going forward, he's like, I'm just taking a class. I'm such a failure. Yep. And I don't know. I think about that. Just just put down your dots. And then as you look back, you can see that it was all falling in place and kind of happening for yeah. you and everything. That's so dang cool. I love that. So I think something that's super key to remember too with your situation as well is like your idea is not why you are where you are. Like, yeah. like oh, I bent my spoon. In the, yeah, in the nothing. least offensive way. <laughs> no, like the way you, you say it, you, you say it bending a spoon. Yeah. Um, you, your idea is not why you are where you are. You are, right? So a few things, and I know sometimes it's hard and you're, you're really like you're a humble guy in a way that you don't want to go and brag about anything that you do specifically, but you do a lot because a lot of people have probably had better ideas than you. No offense. No, I agree. Right. Yeah, <laughs> and for sure. you have gone and dominated in the categories that you dominate in that has gone and blown this thing up. And and I think some of the biggest things like you are a storytelling genius, a marketing genius, like that is like you, like you, you dominate in that. Right. Mm -hmm. But what would you have to say for people that have an idea where it's like, Whatever their idea is, it doesn't have to be going and starting your business. But if you have an opportunity, you took full advantage of an opportunity and you're reaping all the rewards, right? Yeah. What advice do you have to someone who's got an opportunity in front of them where it's like, hey, just go, go for it. Like, what's your advice? I would say trust your passion. If it's something that you internally are super stoked on, you can get anyone to feel that feeling with you. On paper, if I said, I'm going to start this business, it's going to be spoons, I'm going to bend them into rings, I'm going to sell them for $50, <laughs> and they're going to sell out in one second, people would be like, yeah, good luck. Yeah. But I was just so stoked on it, and yep. I think when I shared that emotion, people could feel it, and they jumped on board with it. And a lot of the times, the really bad ideas end up being good ones. Like, oh yeah, we're going to have everyone in their car just pick up random strangers and take them to where they need to go. Like awful idea Uber. yeah or like airbnb you can rent out a room in your house to some rando you don't who know can only spend 20 bucks a night to sleep on your floor like i could tell you a million things why that won't work yeah and like look what happened yeah so don't talk yourself out of it like be logical but trust trust your passion trust your gut yeah do what's you that's so that's so gold and you just hit on something it's like resonates with me so my my career for the last seven years has been direct to consumer sales like yeah face-to-face, -face, convince someone who has zero interest, has no idea who you are, what you're doing to go and spend thousands of thousands and thousands of dollars right there before you leave. And like this, the, the key, like if you scrape all the fluff away, like life is a series of sales. Matthew McConaughey talks about in Greenlights' book, all life is, is just a bunch of transactions, right? Yeah. And like a, tr a sale, a transaction happens 
when there's a transfer of emotion or a transfer of energy. So any business that started, like you might not think you're in sales, you are selling your brand to people every single day. And you've realized that for sure you have to get where you're at. You have to realize that. Mm-hmm. So what you need to go and then do is you take, you, you said the word passion, which is an energy. You have this passion and all you're doing is transferring that to other people. And now you have like a cult like following that love you, like that cry when they see you and <laughs> said like, I, which is wild, right? It's yeah. probably more wild for you and it's more close, close to the pulse for you. But it's like, that's so key and so cool, right? Like, yeah. I think you, you nailed it right on the head exactly exactly how you should. Just go and follow your passions. Make sure your energy is where it needs to be for yeah. someone else to want to go and take that on. Totally. Right, which I love. So one thing I like to go and, and just get an idea, and it's been a very different answer from everyone that I've talked to, which I love because everyone's struggled with different things. What would a piece of advice be for the younger generation? We live in a time where no one's really gone and grown up in this time period before. No one has grown up with this kind of cancel culture, this kind of viral opportunity, this kind of like economic uncertainty and things just being pushed to you and the media and everything being so negative. Like there's so much. And maybe I'm just getting old enough to start noticing it, but I don't think there's ever been a time like right now to grow up or like go and become an adult in. Yeah. Like what advice do you have? Cause you've gone and obviously you you're, you're living a super fulfilled life from what it sounds like. Like what advice do you have to someone where they're just like trying to figure things out? They have no idea what they want to do. They may be in high school, out of high school, just got a job, stuck at a job for 10 years. Don't know what to do now. Like what life advice would you have for someone that are just like, dude, I'm, I don't know what to do. Uh, That's I a broad say, question. So no, good luck. It's funny. I was thinking about this in the shower today, actually, because that first trip out of the country, like fully changed my perspective. I, I don't, I honestly don't know what I would have done if I wouldn't have gone yeah. on that trip, yeah. what my life would look like today. I would honestly say travel, go on a trip to a foreign country. If you can make it to Asia, there's flights out of LA. You can find for 500 bucks round trip. Once you get there, a villa is 20 bucks a night. Like you can make it happen. I promise you. Yeah. And the way it changed my perspective on what I wanted out of life was so key for me. If anyone could experience that, I would say, try that. Try if you can. And then another thing I would say is the quote that's like, never take advice from someone who isn't where you want to be. Yeah. Think about that. Find people who are where you want to be and like take them to lunch. Just pick their brain. Like, what do you want to be doing? And trust those people. Yeah. I remember when I graduated high school, actually my senior year of high school, when it's like, are you applying for colleges, blah, 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 blah. And I never did. And it just didn't feel right. And I was like, I'm such a failure. Like I'm that delinquent who's not going to school. <laughs> yeah. And like, I know I'm not a delinquent, but it just yeah. it didn't click for me. Yeah. And it didn't feel right in my gut. And I remember the counselors calling me down one time and like, hey, you haven't applied for a college. Is there a reason why? And I'm just like, why are they what like that's a whole nother we could do a whole like podcast what, on what motive formal education have. on itself yeah i think it's so twisted but um find people who are where you want to be and go talk to them the people who were where i wanted to be didn't have college degrees they just went for something they were trusting their gut they were networking with people who they liked and i feel like you're a great example of someone who found people who you admired and looked up to and like now that's your circle yeah where at the beginning it was just like Oh, I look up to these people. I know you hang out with them all the time. And I think it's so cool. I would echo that more than anything that, that those multiple answers are so freaking cool. The one that to me is like taking someone to lunch. You'll realize anyone who's truly successful yeah. will give their time to a total delinquent, not going to college kid. That's like, Hey, you shoot them a text or you get their number or you see them in person. You're like, Hey man, you're exactly where I would like to be. 
in a business sense in life. I would yeah. love to sit down for 30 minutes. I have a list of questions. Like, would you be willing to do that for me? You will not find a single person who's genuinely successful that will say no. Yeah. No matter how. People are so like excited to give. They are like, that's, that's the point of it. Like that's, like uh -huh. I said, like, that's fulfilling to them. I'm willing to bet. So go, I think that's so key, but so many people don't do it. Yeah. I've never understood how you can be in a specific industry or a specific position. And there's these people all around that are just dominating and you won't just go say, Hey, can I have 30 minutes of your time? Yeah. They have a blueprint of 30 years of how to go do exactly what you want to do. Yeah. I've never understood that. It's like the best advice I think anyone could ever go and give to a young person trying to figure out how to yeah. go and dominate and anyone like literally. Yeah. yeah. Any, literally anybody It goes back to what we're saying. If you have a device that you're listening to this podcast on, which you do, we're living in a time where we have access to every resource tool information in the entire world in our pocket. Yeah. And how lucky are we? Like, yeah. why not, why not do something with that? You can DM a billionaire and go to lunch with them Yeah, and you'll find out they're just a person like genuinely they're just people. Yeah. And, and they love to help. Yeah. They it's love like to help. Any successful person or someone who's doing the career you want. Worst thing that happens is they say no, or you don't go anyway. So you might as well ask. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. Just, just like, don't be scared. Like go for it. Yeah. It's like, what do you do? This is totally off topic. And obviously I could talk forever. And that's, that's like the hardest part of this is like having to stop talking. But yeah. how do you go? Cause there's obviously times where like the fear of failure paralyzes so many people from doing what they actually want to go and do or from going big with something. Right. And you even mentioned it a little bit, like you're like, dude, like it just, no one would buy these. Like, why would I sell them? Like, this kind of my, like there was like a definite fear of failure for you as well. And I'm sure there has been sense, even with big drops, whatever it may be. Yeah. What are some things you do to go and like combat that fear of failure and just be like, no, nah, I'm, I'm going to do it. Like, I'm just going to send it. I got this. Like, what do you do? That is a great question. There's definitely been like big POs where I'm like, whoa. I really hope this sells because that is a lot of money. But even like at the beginning, I remember buying forks and it was 20 bucks and I probably had a hundred dollars in my bank account. And I was like the thought of losing $20. I was like, Oh my gosh. Okay, here we go. <laughs> but I found it makes me hustle harder. Yeah. Like if there's more on the line, make sure you believe in it. That's what I would say. Don't, don't half-ass it or just do it because someone said or blah, blah, blah. Yeah believe in it yourself. Don't, yep. don't fake that. Yep. And make a plan, plan it out. Be like, Hey, I'm going to do X, Y, and Z and follow through on those. Yeah. There's times when I've been like, Oh, I'm just going to buy this and throw it up. And like, no, you got to show people how much you care. If you can't communicate that, at least in like the world of social media marketing, e-commerce, show people how much you care. If yeah. it's just another product, the world has enough products. The world has enough rings, but yep. like, you don't have one that's crying and you you didn't like hear about it because I told you the story of me crying on this podcast just barely. And like you sent me a picture of you crying in your car. Like that's what made it cool. Yep. So just communicate your messaging and talk to people who you trust and walk it through. Like, like pull belief from other people. Yeah. That's one also, thing I've I always think, done. Like take things slow. Like there's no pull triggers and make things happen, but also don't be afraid to be methodical about them. Yeah. Don't just like anytime someone's rushing you into something red flag. Yeah. Like I found when people are like, Oh yeah, I just want this. Just like do this. Blah, 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 blah. I'm like, Whoa, this feels so invasive and like wrong to me. I'm yeah. more like, tell me about what you do. Show me a case study. Send me a, a deck that to me 
works. Yeah. No, I thought I, I love that. I think it's so key. I think another thing you kind of mentioned as well, reach out to people that you love. Like sometimes uh, for me, at least there were moments where like the most pivotal breakthroughs in life was when someone believed in me way more than I did. Yeah. Right. And like, I think for you to speak to it, like I think your parents have probably always believed you could go and do something more than you did for sure in junior high in any aspect or sport or whatever it may be. Yeah. So that's what I'd say. Go find someone. And there are people out there who believe in you way more than you. And those people, if you can be that person to someone else, like you could go and change their life too. So I think yeah. that's the, pulling belief in yourself from other people is huge until you have that in yourself. Yeah. Right? I think it's so cool to tell people the good things you see in them. It always goes so far. People who are starting out, people who are established, normal everyday people, like, it's just, it goes way further than you think. Yeah. No, a thousand percent. I think, I think kind words go a really long way. So with everything, dude, I mean, you've been, you've been dominating, crushing, just finished another black Friday, which I'm sure is like just absolute mayhem and chaos and everything. What's yeah. next? Like now you have the Ikaika studios, right? Yeah. Rolling that out has, that's been rolled out for a few months now, yeah. right? What's next for your brand, your company, you like what's next? First is I'm trying to get the, instagram without studios studios was kind of like we couldn't get the domain or whatever because someone you know how it is with freaking instagram handles and stuff <laughs> yeah you they, they the posted 32 pictures yes yeah so that obviously um i'm working on a fragrance which i'm so stoked on i've been working on it forever and i just have so much faith in it and i'm so like i get letters in the mail like what scent are you using and i'm like coming at yes just like that's so sick because i spray all the products that we send out um so that i'm really excited about apparel i'm excited to like get more into yeah just like explore different routes of expressing creativity through brand rather that's packaging a press box an event i think it's so fun yeah and i just want to continue to do that so just stay tuned just follow the kaika stay tuned get ready for the fragrance the parties everything i love it yeah whatever it is a store who knows i love it well tristan dude again thank i time literally flies every single time i do one of these and i have like this again i say i probably enjoyed this more than anybody else like thank you so much for making the time i know how busy you are i know it's time out of your day so thank you no thank you um is there anything to kind of wrap it up and kind of put a bow on it where it's like, dang, if someone's listening, I want them to know like, this is, this is a message I would go and get out or get across to people or, or anything that you'd want to go and say. I would just say like, go easy on yourself and believe in yourself. Like I think about us running around in whatever, like seventh grade, we would freeze bees and tie them to strings. And like, <laughs> they were on a leash, <laughs> we were such like goof offs. And who would have thought that, you know, we'd be able to live like, beautiful fulfilled lives that we're so stoked on like i think if your younger self could see us now we'd be so so stoked yeah we've texted about that yeah a thousand percent and we're also young like there's no timeline to life heaven forbid i'm 40 and i decide what i'm doing i don't want to do like that's fine I'd, i'll be fine at square one you know like there's no don't put pressure on yourself yeah just go easy and like whatever you want to do go for that don't think you have to do what someone else is doing. If you want to be like, I have a good friend who's a dentist and he's so fulfilled being a dentist. There's not a lot of podcasts about wanting to be a dentist. Yeah. But like if that's what you want exactly. to do, go for it. Like that's your best life. Do it. Exactly. No, I love that dude. I mean, again, that's a perfect note to end on. I don't think I could have said it any better. So once again, thank you so much. Thank you everybody else for tuning in. Much love until next time. Yeah. Thank you. Boom, baby. 
Thank you guys so much for tuning in today. Um, as always, it was a blast for me. I hope you got something out of this. If you got something out of this video of value, share this with a friend and please go show your love. We're on all streaming platforms, including YouTube, Spotify, and Apple. Any ratings, comments, likes, shares, they go a very long way and they make it so I can keep doing these things for you. And I would appreciate it greatly. So please go share with a friend. Until next time. 